Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. So it's all about Star Wars. The award-winning original Fitzy said, quickly go down to the cinema and speak to some Star Wars fans who were queuing to see the movie at midnight. Went down there, nobody, nothing. There's a homeless guy with no shoes on. He didn't know anything about Darth Vader. So maybe went to the wrong cinema. We'll find out a bit later on tonight. Hey Siri, how does this new Star Wars movie end? Checking on that. Okay, I found this on the web for Siri. How does Star Wars The Force Arises End? Your Wikipedia's not going to help me. Siri, is Darth Vader dead? I'm afraid I don't know the answer to that. Siri, are you afraid of the dark side? The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Siri, how big should my lightsaber be? Looking. Okay, it's 1.52 metres. Whoa! That's about five foot. You're a hard woman to please, Siri. So Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and then that blonde chick from Game of Thrones talk about the new Star Wars movie at the premiere in Los Angeles. There are stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. You know, people have been anticipating this film for a long time, and that's a good thing. We had a really good script, and JJ is a director that I really admire, have for a long, long time. I was pleased to be back. Harrison Ford. It's nice to have a, a job lined up for my twilight years. It's like a pensioner plan, like I'm, now that I'm a, a Jedi elder. Mark Hamill. Very exciting. I just feel very grateful to be a part of this amazing film. Long chick from Game um, of Thrones. Let alone to be one of the new female characters. Don't know her name. The first female stormtrooper is very exciting. I just feel like Lucasfilm and Disney have listened to what people want. I think she was in and Doctor Who. And being more diverse with the casting choices and creating characters just like Captain Phasma. I think they've really listened to what, what it is people want to see on their screens. Sammy, are you okay to go down to the cinema maybe at 9 o'clock? There's got to be somebody there then, right? Of course, yeah. All right, brilliant. In the meantime, if you want to play Darth Vader, what happens if you get Darth Vader and get in to do any better lyrics? You get Darth Vader. It's bloody obvious, isn't it? One triple three five three. Get it right, win a prize. Now the competition that combines Pearl Jam with Star Wars. Are you a fan of this whole Star Wars business then, Chris? Yes and no. I suppose I'm not really a huge Star Wars fan, but, you know, whatever floats everyone's boat. Are you a fan of Pearl Jam? I am a fan of Pearl Jam. Absolutely. Okay, brilliant. Well, we're halfway there then. Darth Vader reads Eddie Vedder lyrics, a.k.a. Darth Vedder. Sounds good. <laughs> and now, my bitter friends, shake beneath the clouds. Like it when Darth Vader says chafe. I get a strange sensation in the loins. <laughs> Indeed. How'd you go? Oh, I'm not too sure. Uh, look, I'll just um, take a stab and say animal. No animals should die in the making of this radio contest. <laughs> no, it was black. It's okay, because you have two bites at the cherry. You ready for the next uh, one? Yeah, go for it. Freezing arrests his head on a pillow made of concrete. Are you discussing that with yourself, or do you know the answer? I, I know the song, but uh, uh, Even Flow. Even Flow's right! You've won the prize! <laughs> so, continuing the theme of the new Star Wars film, uh, I got Todd on the phone from San Francisco who's put together the website Hot Chicks with Stormtroopers. And I don't know what time it is in San Francisco, but I think he might be drunk. 
What was the idea behind this, man? We just want to thank you guys for choosing us, deciding we're a cultural emissary in America, putting us on the radio waves for all the different uh, listenings. Hot chicks with stormtroopers. You know, it's a funny story behind that. I was over at watching in the IMAX 3D James Cameron's Avatar movie. I had all these 3D goggles on, and it just came to me, and I started Googling using my iPhone in the theater just viciously, so loudly pressing the buttons. Everyone was so bummed out at me, but I whipped it up right there. You made this website, Hot Chicks with Stormtroopers, in the middle of the film Avatar whilst wearing 3D glasses. That's the beauty of creativity these days. You can actually do it when you're thinking it, when you're doing it, when you're living it. So how many Hot Chicks with Stormtroopers photos did you end up finding? Well, the number, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. Once you see one photo, that's enough to sell you. Have you ever seen a hot chick set on gum? On chewing gum? Have you ever seen a hot chick with an arm in a cow? Have you ever seen that? No, That's not yet. brilliant. Hot chicks are doing things all around us. This is where we're at. This is where America's at. Let's do this. America. Ha! Right. Gaza with some goss. Pink Floyd, their first 1965 recordings are going to be released. Now, yeah. this is a huge coup for Pink Floyd fans. This is, you know, really, we're going back, you know, vintage, vintage Pink Floyd. Yeah, we're you were trying Sid to Barrett. do the maths in your head there, weren't you? 65, no. that'd be... Uh, well, no, 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 it's vintage Pink Floyd. I'm just thinking yeah. Sid Barrett because, yeah. you know... 40 years, incidentally. Yeah. wasn't even trying to go there, but thanks. So there's only going to be a 1,000 copies. You know that Roger Waters did Walk With Me Sydney? I never even knew that song. I don't know no. if it's about Sydney, Australia, but that's going to be on there. Okay. Dave Gilmore said Pink Floyd no longer going to be. He said, that's it, I've had yeah. enough. Yeah, it's done and dusted. Let's have a bit of a listen to a montage of these 1965 recordings. Yes, I'm a king bee child Buzzing around your So what's coming up next hour? A very, very funny story which involves Sher, Bono and George Bush. <laughs> Together in a hot tub? Mm-hmm. Michael, say hello to Susan. Susan, say hello to Michael. Oh, hi, Susan. Here's what happened today and happens every day. Girls sit around the office and they think they can do mouth guitar. And I'm going to prove once and for all that's not possible. And Matthew, I'm sure you'll agree with me about this. Absolutely. In that case, we're going to let you go first so Susan can get an idea. You know what I mean when I say mouth guitar, Susan? Like egg guitar. Kind of like egg guitar with your mouth. Oh. Yeah, I can see why you're confused, but it's all right. Matthew and I are going to show you how it's done, and then you can have a go yourself and prove that you can't do it, okay? Not saying that you can't, but I'm just saying, all right. Basically, the mouth guitar you're going to do, Matthew, is this one. You know Sweet Child of Mine, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Okay, now you do it. Throw in a few more licks. I think you have every right to feel confident, Susan, just quietly. Hopefully. Oh, come on, Matthew. Let's be honest. That was rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. Your one, Susan, and I think you've got a definite tongue start here. Is this by AC Dixie? All right, yeah, take it away. Go on. Then. 
na 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 ning 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 na 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 how do I do? Matthew, both you and I hang our bloody heads in shame. Just got a really funny email from Tony with some MP3 audio he sent me. He says, Ugly Phil, just listening to you do that mouth guitar thing reminded me of uh, you on the air, in, on the radio back in 1999. First thing, Tony, get a life. But secondly, thank you for the great audio. Where he says, Phil, you rang up a guy who was advertising for an axe man in a music magazine, aka a guy, you know, plays a guitar. And you rang him up and gave him a really hard time. I do remember this. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was looking for an axe man, and I found the... Hello? I saw your ad in the um, music magazine. Yeah, we're looking for an axe man. Yeah, mate, I'm your man. Excellent. What have you done? Well, I mean, I'm capable with the axe. Yeah, that's all right. We've got a bass player. We've got um, a drummer. Well, what have you done? Been doing it for a while, mate. Got a couple of trophies from the Easter show. From the Easter show? Yeah, and I've done some stuff. Obviously, I work for a, you know, a I company. I didn't know they had a comp there. Yeah, mate, every year. Uh, and I do some stuff uh, in Queenstown, um, Tasmania. Well, who, who did you play with there? What? Who did you play with? Give me some names. The people you played with. Well, we played with a few of those protesters, mate. Some of them bloody tree huggers. That was about it. How long have you been playing the axe for? What are you talking about? Well, guitar. What? Guitar. It's an axe. A guitar. You, want me, to, an axe you want me to chop up a, a guitar? I want you to actually chop up a guitar. What are you talking about? You want me to come and chop up a guitar? You're like with my axe. Show, like one of those guys with a real axe. Yeah. No, no, I'm looking for a guitarist, mate. I'm not looking for a, a person with a axe. You advertise an axe, man. In a music magazine. Mate, do you ask for a bloke with an axe? I'm a bloke with an axe. What are you looking at music magazines for? If you just chop What up are you advertising in music magazines for if you're looking for a bloke with a f***ing axe? Mate, you need to work out what an axe is. <laughs> Great. I've got this segment I came up with called Snap My Pitch Up. Basically, it's a few ideas that I've got for celebrities that I can manage to get on the phone. One of them being... Olympic swimmer Michael Klim. <laughs> How's the chrome dome? Great to have you on the rubber room, mate. I've got a segment called Snap My Pitch Up. I just thought of it. Uh, I'll come up with some ideas, some pitches for you to take to a TV channel to get you a TV show. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, the first one is about where you go to places like Mount Druitt or Mount Kosciuszko or Mount Isa and people have to find you. <laughs> the show is called Klim Every Mountain. <laughs> I like that one, actually. I'll I don't mind a bit of hiking myself, actually, so that okay. could work. We get a well-dressed, upper-class person, you know, immaculately dressed, but then we shave their heads <laughs> and we cover them in tattoos, and it's called From Glamour to Climmer. <laughs> I'm still immaculately dressed. Uh, no, that's out. That's gone. That never, ever happened. You become a celebrity tree surgeon to the stars. You go to their house... <laughs> And it's called Out on a Limb with Clem. <laughs> I like that one, actually. Okay, last one. You call celebrities on their mobile and a yeah. panel of contestants has to guess which celebrity you've called and it's called Clem's Mystery Sim. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know too many celebrities. See, that's the problem. Oh, yeah. I don't think you might get your black book out. No one's talking to me but you, man. <laughs> well, I think that went quite well. Pedro, the Mexican cleaner, has gone AWOL. I think he's just gone on holiday. And he left a note and a CD in my drawer. And I'm going to try and read you the note as best I can. Um, and it's something along the lines of this. Hey, Holmes. A, 
have gone loco. He he. He is my favorite band, Max Rissi, which is a band that I'm about to play a track from that he left the CD for. It goes, For you and me's is ugly for hymns. Merry Christmas. So upon a little bit of investigation, I found out that uh, Max Rissi are a Mexican band that do cover versions of Morrissey's songs, right? Fantastic. And that's his favourite band. And further investigation says that they're actually touring Australia as well. In January, yeah. Fantastic again. Okay, so here is uh, Pedro the Mexican Cleaner's favourite band, Max Rissi. A little bit of them doing Morrissey, the boy with the thorn in his sight. <laughs> No, I hate to say this, but I actually, I think it's really good. It's got everything that you want. Everything you want. Morrissey, Mexican. <laughs> I can almost imagine his short little pudgy face right now with his big sombrero singing along to this. Vacuum cleaner strapped to his back. <laughs> That's quite an image in my head now. He, he looks like an upside down question mark. He's a strange looking cat. But that's great. Can we get these guys into the rubber room to play in January? Yeah, let's get them in. Fantastic. Happy Mexican Christmas. Gazzo, with another gossip update, what do you got? When George Bush met Bono, he sincerely thought that Bono was married to Cher. <laughs> That's right. He thought he was Sonny Bono. Like, <laughs> I, apparently what happened was they were meeting for a documentary, Countdown to Zero, uh, about Bono's work for charities in Africa. And the US president at the time said, well, you sure bring him in. And they said, do, do you know who he is? He goes, yeah, sure. No, he's the one who was married to Cher. Oh, dear. <laughs> and they didn't have time to explain it. So all the way through, he thought, <laughs> of course, Sonny yeah, Bono I, was I dead really by this like, stage. You know, I really like that duet you did. You know, yeah. I got you, babe. Yeah, that's really good. George Bush said he came in. He floored me with his knowledge, his energy and his faith. He had a comprehensive program, but he didn't sing I Got You, Babe. I was very disappointed <laughs> about that. <laughs> Should we have a listen to the wit and wisdom of George W. Bush? I mean, oh, it would look, be a shame you, not to, you, right? You can never have enough wit and wisdom of George Bush. Tide turning, I, see, as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. Did I say those words? They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. If you don't stand for anything, you don't stand for anything. If you don't stand for something, you don't stand for anything. In my state of the, my state of the union, our state, my speech to the nation, Whatever you want to call it. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Tribal sovereignty means that. It's sovereign. You're a, you've been given sovereignty and you're viewed as a sovereign entity. They misunderstood the compassion of our country. I think they misunderstood the will and determination of the commander-in-chief, too. Fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of see Donald Trump and you think, you know what, he actually made George Bush look intelligent. Figure that out. A little bit flustered before because I'm not used to this kind of A-list VIP business going on right now in the rubber room as we get ready to see the fans flocking to the midnight screening, the first in Australia for the new Star Wars movie. And our reporter from Access Hollywood, Sammy X, is there with all of the big A-list VIP celebrities gathering at the moment. Over to you, Hollywood. I can't see anyone here. No people queued up, dressed as the cast of Star Wars? No, there's not anything like that. Giant guy looks like a bath mat doing like this. Ooh! 
No, there's no fans here at all. Wait, there's a group of guys here. I'm going to see if they're going to see Star Wars. Hang on. Are you guys going to see Star Wars? No, they're not. What film did they? were they going to go and see? Maybe they can do a report on that. What film are you going to see? They've come to use the bathroom. Make sure they wash their hands. What about go to the counter and see if you can speak to someone behind the counter? Maybe they can help us. Someone in the ticket booth. I've got a couple of people here, Phil. Yes. They're wearing Star Wars t-shirts. Oh, result. And uh, apparently there is a queue for Star Wars. Right, okay. Are they... They've walked off. Oh. There are some Stormtrooper cardboard cutouts that have just been wheeled out. We've got somebody here. He's wearing an ACDC t-shirt and he's going to see Star Wars later on. Quickly, put him on. I'm going to put you on to Phil. I'm just Hi there. What's your name? Uh, Rich. Rich, are you excited for the new Star Wars movie? Yeah, I turned up three hours and 20 minutes early. Oh, brilliant. Well, have a great time. Oh, all right, thank you. Sammy X, that was the kind of exclusive nobody else got. Well done. I know. Are you amazed? I'm amazed. Oh, yeah. We're all a bit concerned about the future of Soundwave, with the rumours that there's going to be no Soundwave 2017. And now people are concerned with what's going on with Soundwave 2016 as well. With a lot going on between the promoters and also Aventobia, uh, and a lot of people saying that the future of next week's uh, of next year's uh, Soundwave, which is only like 38 days away, is in the balance as well. And let's hope that doesn't happen because Soundwave is the last thing we've got in terms of concerts and festivals for next year. Really, I mean, I know we have our splendour in the grass, but for those of us that are real hard metal rock fans, Soundwave was the place you went to to go and see some of your favourite bands. And I remember the year they had Metallica in Garbage, Linkin Park, Blink-182, Slayer and Offspring as well. So without all of these other huge festivals that we've had before, Soundwave, I mean, with no bands and all of these other ones, no big day out, we're not going to have the opportunity to see these massive festival bands in Australia. And that would be such a shame as well. I'm just remembering some of the great moments of Soundwave over the years. Uh, I remember seeing them in Perth, in fact, I went to Soundwave, and there were these bikies, and when Slayer came on, the bikies were bursting through this fence. It was one of the scariest things ever. But a great concert atmosphere. And uh, there was Guar, they were brilliant to see live. I remember seeing Rob Zombie as well. One of my highlights was going from Placebo on one stage to see Alice in Chains on the other. And I'm reminded of, I don't know if you remember Alternative Nation, something that happened that Michael Gadinsky put on back in the early 90s, where we had bands, and this was just in one headline act uh, festival. We had Faith No More, Lou Reed, Nine Inch Nails and Tool, Violent Femmes, Ice-T, L7 and Ween and Primus, Body Count, Pop Will Eat Itself, Flaming Lips, Tea Party, Prodigy Therapy, Live, Pennywise, Locally Regurgitator, Powderfinger, the Death FX, Spider Bait as well. I just can't imagine seeing a concert of that magnitude now. And I just can't, and I really hope it doesn't happen, that we don't see a sound wave again. Especially for 2016, because we're all really excited about it. Got a favourite sound wave moment that you can remember? Give me a quick call now and share that with me. I love a great festival. I love going and seeing the people that dress up. I love watching the t-shirts. I love that when people were so excited about the Butcher Babes playing and wandering around with the outfits. And it's just, it's a great event, Soundwave. And let's hope that it still happens next year as well. We'll get updates as soon as we know. It's a rubber room on Triple A. Mitch, talk to me. Very well, thanks, mate. Yourself? What can you, what, uh, what, which one was it? Um, it was a few years back. I'm struggling to remember the year, but it was the one where Rob Zombie played and yeah. uh, decided to throw in a whole bunch of white zombie tracks. 
which yeah. was amazing. Yeah, more human than human. Brilliant oh, stuff. Man, more rad than rad. Yeah, of course. I saw Rob Zombie. We had a chance to have a chat with him, and that was at last year's one from memory as well. I think you could be right. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. Let's hope it doesn't wrap up. How are you, Chris? Bill, going all right, mate. How you going? Good. Talk to me about Soundwave, your memory. Specifically, you were talking about Metallica, Blink-182, Slayer, all of those guys. Mate and I went concert buddies. Yeah. We just lost our mind. I waited. We got separated, uh, not at first, but at the concert, and I ended up in the, with Blink-182, and then Metallica were on after, which is pretty much what we were there for. Yeah. And there's five hours of standing on my feet just getting smashed by people, and I'd do it again. I'd do it tomorrow. Well, I'd we all would. After that. Hey, Dan, how are you? What was your sound wave? Oh, mate, um, I, I think it was 2010 or 2011, I saw Lamb of God. In their, in their pit, they had a uh, special barrier to, to uh, stop the war death, which is their signature finishing move. Yep. Crowd war death so hard that the barrier collapsed. Wow. Hey, Brad, how are you? What's your memory? Hey, how you doing, Phil, mate? Uh, I heard you mention Alternative Nation, and uh, yeah. you just sparked me up there, mate, because I remember uh, I remember vividly, it was an Easter Sunday, and uh, it was pouring down with rain, and when Tool came out to play, he came out and he said, this is the day they nailed that seat to a stick. And they open with they open with eulogy. Oh yeah, fantastic! And what a fantastic band tool are as well. Let's hope we still have the festivals to bring them out. Hey, Aaron, what's your memory? Okay, so a few years ago, I saw um, Medina Lake, and I went and got my um, the back of my phone cover signed. Yeah. Um, and they actually remembered me the year after because I had a, they had a Transformers cover, and I preserved it um, <laughs> on the cover itself. And they actually remembered me the year after, and they had a good chat with me after the gig as well. Great things about. Great uh, thing about things like Soundwave is you go and see one band and then you can wander off. And I remember actually watching Gerard from My Chemical Romance, and it was just fantastic. Not something I'd normally go and watch. And you'd sort of get involved with that, and then you'd go off and see Fear Factory and maybe get ready for some Marilyn Manson. As I said, you know, like lamenting the possible demise of Soundwave, and now that we've no longer got a big day out, and Vans Warped, that last Vans Warped tour was fantastic. I saw uh, Hatebreed, I'm just trying to think who else was there. Real Big Fish, they were really cool as well. Um, I think oh, Amity were there. Uh, Parkway Drive as well. So some memories of Soundwave from the past few years. And I don't really care. I mean, I don't give a toss about the politics, and I know you don't care either. All you want to do is go to a festival where you can see uh, your favourite bands, metal bands, hardcore bands, that you can't see anywhere else, all in the one place. Ebony, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So talk to me. What was the band? Uh, so it was this year's festival, um, 2015, and um, my mum couldn't go because she had a newborn baby, and her absolute favourite band out of anyone is Judas Priest. Oh, of course. Uh, me and my youngest brother pushed right forward to the front of the like mosh pit and everything. We were the front row. They could see us right there. And I had my phone on loudspeaker. She was screaming her head off. That was the most fun I think I've think she's ever had. And obviously, like you know, I was there for my cement and all that sort of stuff. But oh, it was such a great festival. I loved it. Yeah, and of course, the great thing as well, as I mentioned before, you go and see Judas Priest, and then the next thing you're walking up and watching stuff like uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, exactly. And like Slipknot, like who could not want to go see Slipknot? Damien, Soundwave, talk to me. Um, I actually worked at Soundwave. My best memory from it was I actually got to see the last couple of songs of Link 182, Linkin Park, 
on one break, yeah. as well as seeing a little bit of the use. Cypress Hill is another female. Cypress Hill. I can't remember the name of. Yeah, insane in the membrane. Yeah, and yeah, Metallica played later, and then you could just, even though I was still working, you could hear them because they end up coming on late like they usually do. And uh, But they end up playing for another hour and a half later than the set was meant to go for anyway. How are you, Lincoln? Jimmy Borger at Soundwave. Which Soundwave was that? Six years ago, I'd imagine. Yeah. What happened, like, you know, being all full black metal and everything, and like the, the stage, they had some technical difficulties, and they fucking were mucking around on there, and then next minute, the clouds come across, it starts like thunder and lightning and raining. Yeah. And they bloody played like about three songs, but they were the best three songs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's a great thing to see bands like that. You know, when you're a hardcore fan, and you get to see people like pulled apart by horses and another breath you know that's the only time you're going to get to see them too appreciate your call Lincoln thanks brother no worries mate don't know what the update is and uh, as soon as we find out we'll let you know didn't expect that many people ringing up about Soundwave as well I think we're all feeling that you know hopefully this isn't a cancellation of an event we all love and Sammy X and I do love it because it's a great opportunity to go there every year and talk to all of the bands and hang out with the people as well and get my photo taken with Rob Zombie there you go that's it I should post that one day hey and who else was ringing through there? Some really passionate callers. Uh, everybody is is all together. Like, no one wants Soundwave to end. Um, yeah. Last year, I think, was one of the best ones for walking around and catching up with people as well. Well, we were just trying to line up uh, getting a beer and watching King Power to begin with. And then... Uh... Ministry. Ministry be good. Absolutely. Notice you got your priorities right, though, getting up before the beer queues. You come here a bit later, you won't be able to get a sniff of a ring pull. No, that's <laughs> it. We'll have to scale a six-pack first and then get into there it. There you go. Were you here yesterday? No, I would have loved to have been. I would have loved to have seen Slipknot, but not enough money, so... Yeah, we're in for the whole day, and obviously uh, Faith No More and Soundgarden are pretty strong draw cards for us, but look, a few bands we haven't seen before. Do you remember that girl last year that I found it had that fantastic, in fact, it was earlier this year, the Marilyn Manson tattoo on her thigh it was fantastic. That's but, right, yeah. And then I said to her, oh, he's changed his appearance. <laughs> kind of thing. That didn't go down too well. <laughs> no, exactly. What a great few sound waves we've been to. And like I said, politics aside, as music fans, you know, hopefully that ain't the end of it. We'll keep you updated. You want to know what I did today? I spent hours sitting in front of the TV so I could edit Darth Vader and Darth Vader's bits in Star Wars with Samuel L. Jackson from other movies. You want to see what I did? The Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Your mama's going on a date. Can you dig that? A date. Like a nice restaurant and some fine music. Uh, uh, this is a constable ship. We're on a diplomatic mission. Dig that? She's going with me. She's going to have a good time. Can you dig that? <laughs> God. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not steal for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomat... Hey, look, man, I ain't fighting for no race. I ain't redeeming nobody. I quit on you when you cleared out of Detroit with Willie the Pimp. <laughs> yeah, you look out too busy to find your girl. You're selling my clothes, my ring, my silver brushes. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Don't you pop me, girl. I'll pop you so you never forget it. Holding her is dangerous. Word of this gets out. It could generate sympathy for the rebellion in the Senate. What am I supposed to do? Stash her in the itty-bitty hole someplace in town and go sneaking up there at 12 o'clock at night? <laughs> she'll die before she'll tell you anything. Or carry around with me in a little box like a pet bunny rabbit or something. <laughs> Lord Vader, uh -huh. battle station plans are not aboard this ship. And? and? No transmissions were made. Oh. 
an escape pod was jettisoned during the fighting. And? No life forms were aboard. Oh, Lordy, what to do when the romance been gone? Uh, that was a better thing, man. No life. We may find this a bit disturbing. He held me. Go! Oh. The Rubber Room.